0: How's it going everybody? Here to do my top 10 favorite movies of 2021 because you know I don't really do best movies anymore but these are my personal top 10 of this year. Now granted I want to say a couple things going into this first one being this is going to be spoilery I want to talk about why these movies are on my list and all of those things like that so uh this is just a fair warning to everybody just in general uh the other thing too is uh before we hop into things um you know there's still a handful of movies that I haven't gotten a chance to see you know um I'm like halfway through being the Ricardos I haven't seen Don't Look Up yet I haven't seen Come On Come On or Belfast I really want to see Belfast that if it's as good as I think it's gonna be, that's probably gonna knock out something that's on my list right now. But it's okay, you know, like it's it's fine. Um, something that happens a lot with me is when I do these on on you when I've done these on YouTube in the past, or or when I when I do do this on the podcast. You know, my list changes as I as I see movies. You know, none of us see every movie that comes out the year they come out, so you know. But I guess if you want to really call it anything, this is my podcast official top 10 list. But outside of the podcast, when I see these movies, they might take the place of something that's on the list right now. So just know that, you know, because I'm really excited for Come On Come on and Belfast. Those are the two that definitely have a chance of bucking someone out of their place currently but until I see them I just don't know I don't know for sure um so first before we get into the list I have to mention some honorable mentions because there are some movies that I really thought would be on the list but then as new movies came out and as I thought about my feelings on them and whatnot they just for whatever reason just did it didn't make it on the list you know and um this is in no particular order or anything like that. I just j- jotted down the movies that are on my honorable mentions list. And I'm just talking about them. So th- this is going to be random. But um, I just want to say that, you know, uh, uh, right, off, right off the bat. The first is actually a pretty brand new movie, which is Matrix Resurrections. Like, I really wanted to put Matrix on the list. I loved it that much. But when, you know, I pulled open my list, and I'm like, okay, what do I have on my top ten list right now? You know, what movies are there? And there were just... There was nothing that was like, no, that shouldn't be there, or... Yeah, Matrix could take the place of that. I think I like that a little bit more. Like, all of the movies that I have on the list right now, I had a connection to more that I did Matrix, as much as I love Matrix. Another movie, King Richard. Look, King Richard is seriously one of the best movies to come out this year. It moved me so much as a story. You know, I'm, I'm not even a big sports guy, but, you know, uh, and I'm not even really a big tennis guy, but, you know, um, the Williams sisters were... Athletes that even I knew about, you know, as I as I was growing up and heard about, it. and I've watched a few of their matches on TV before, and so you know, seeing their story and God, Will Smith. I mean, the whole cast is great, but Will Smith in particular, he is just so brilliant in this movie. Like, I really, I really thought this movie was gonna on my list at the end, but. It got bucked off. What can I say? Another movie, Malignant. Malignant was literally on my list until yesterday. And I'll even tell you what movie bumped it. It was Encanto. I watched Encanto yesterday because it got put up on Disney Plus for Christmas. And Malignant is the one that got bucked. So up until just a day ago, Malignant was on my list. I love Malignant. Malignant. I love James Wan as a director, this movie is so batshit crazy, it is fantastic in my opinion. It is perfect and I love it because it's so batshit out of left field. We need more movies like that. Then we have The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It. I actually really liked the third Conjuring movie. Was it as good as the first or second Conjuring movie? No but I loved this story this is a story that I actually knew about like you know like if you follow the paranormal world or just really famous case proceedings at all like this is a story that you know about and and even though like there were aspects of the way the movie was made that that I feel could have been better overall I love this movie and this was on my list for a long time until it wasn't and that's sort of just the way it goes and finally my last honorable mention ryan the last dragon look i loved ryan the last dragon this is a movie that is so underrated i feel like i feel like this movie should do should have done so much better than it did and it's a movie i haven't added to my physical collection yet but obviously you know i have access to disney plus right now so i can watch it anytime i want on there but this is a movie i'm going to add to my blu-ray collection because this is such a good animated movie and i was i was just blown away by the story it gets me emotional every time that i watch it i've watched it a few times now and i just think it's a great disney movie and you know um i will talk a little bit more about what i want to say when we talk about my list Which is right now. So let's jump in to my top 10 movies of 2021. And at last placed, number 10, is Luca. Look, Luca is a beautiful animated movie. Pixar outdid themselves with this movie. What I love about it is its simplicity, and I know that's something that a lot of people didn't like was how rudimentary it was, but I just, I love, as much as I love big epic stories and adventures and things like that, there's something to be said about just a day in the life. Let's just, let's pick some characters and just see what they do in their day-to-day life. Let's just watch them be themselves, you know? And I love that. I loved this movie because it was so sweet and charming, but yet it had such an important message to say. And yes, even though, you know, no one will come out for sure and say that there is, I do think that there is some LGBT undertones to this story. And I just think it has a really great, I think it has a really great message. And, you know, even if those tones aren't in the movie, you can still take away the same message which you know is you know you should you know no one should be made to be afraid to be themselves and and to live in fear no one should have to live life alone and and parents should let their children explore more and and not be afraid of them getting hurt so much there's just all of these great messages and things like built into the story and i just i love it you know and look just a few months ago this was like in my top five movies and it's at 10 so that just shows you how many good movies have come up this year and here we are I was just talking about it at number nine we have Encanto this movie like you know I heard the reviews coming out of it I heard the things that we people were saying about how emotional it was, how beautiful it was, how great the music it is, uh, how great the music is in it, and yeah, like I I have to echo it all, and like, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't emotional in the sense that I had tears streaming down my face through the whole thing, like I hear a lot of people were, but I was definitely moved through the whole thing, and I was. Like by the end of it, when you when you have the big moment happen and and everything and, and you know seeing uh, seeing Bruno being brought back into the family and, and and seeing the the conclusion with the the grandmother and all of that different stuff, like it got me emotional. Maybe think of the my relationship with my family and and how you know we need to do better as a family unit and I need to be better as part of the family unit and all sorts of things like that like i think this is a movie that literally every family needs to watch and look yeah you know what i know people are going to ask and so i'm i will say it like yeah there's some parts in this movie where there's no subtitles and they speak spanish do i know what they're saying not at all because i know a teeny tiny tiny teeny tiny little bit of spanish but what's great about this movie is you don't have to know Spanish. You don't you don't have to speak the language because this is how good this movie is and how great the animation and the people behind the movie knew what they were doing is it's all in the emotion. It's all in the eyes and and what's going on in the scene. You can pick up on all the little the little nuances on it. You don't need to understand all of the words that are being spoken. If you are a human being that has lived on this planet, you will be able to understand the story, even though there are moments that, yeah, you might not understand Spanish. I can't recommend this movie enough. And I wish this movie was higher. Literally, the only reason it's not is just because there were other movies that hit me more, and there were better movies. And that is really weird to say, because better movies than Encanto... Yeah. That's a crazy thing to say, because this movie was great. Um, So, let's jump into one of those better movies. Number eight, we have James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Jesus, fuck, did I have a fun time with this movie. It was batshit crazy from start to finish. It was violent as all hell, and I loved every single second of it. They took a character that has not been done well in previous films, Harley Quinn, and just like she is so good as harley quinn i love margot robbie and this is the best you've ever seen her as harley quinn not to mention adris elba and uh everybody else in this movie i mean just the entire cast this movie does not work without the specific people that are involved in this movie from john cena to adris elba to margot robbie To Viola Davis, every single person in this movie is what makes this movie work. Plus, the genius of James Gunn himself. I love and adore this movie. My biggest regret is that I wasn't able to see this in the theater and that I watched it on HBO Max because I would have loved to go see this in the theater. But other than that, love this movie. Seriously, if you have not seen this movie, do give it a watch it's brilliant number seven another movie that until recently was still in my top five number seven free guy guys this is the my, maybe the one movie that i won't say a whole lot about because i think this is one of those movies that works best if you don't know any anything going into it just know it's about a video game it's with ryan reynolds and it's one of the most heartfelt hysterical movies you'll ever watch it's a love story and seriously it's so good um i bought the still book from blu-ray from best buy i have it on, on 4k it's 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 amazing. I love this movie. I love Free Guy. Number six... Cruella. Yeah. I put Cruella above Free Guy. You know why? Because to me... And I know there's some people out there that disagree with this sentiment. Because this is a popular sentiment that goes around. But look... Cruella is joker light. For those of you that saw Joker... What I, I think it came out in 2019... For those of you that saw Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, Cruella is joker light. okay? I love Cruella. It took a movie idea that honestly, given the last handful of live-action Disney movies that have come out, I thought was going to be terrible. Because I did not like The Lion King. Second Maleficent movie was okay. But really, Aladdin was the last one that I really, really, really enjoyed so you know i love cruella as a villain but i'm like do i want them to do with cruella what they did with maleficent and i love angelina jolie in that role but like i really i really don't know that i ultimately like what they've done with done with those then i went and saw but then the trailers came out and i'm like oh oh and then i went to the theater and i actually saw the movie and when I walked out of the theater, I was so blown away by the experience I just had. I was like, holy shit, this is phenomenal. You know? And it was honestly one of those things when I came home, like, I was already watching it again. Like, if I had the 30 bucks at the time to spend on Disney+, Plus, so that I had access to it, I probably would have done it and watched it again right when I came home because it was just one of those movies for me that Emma Stone's performance and, and just everything about it the 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 texture and the, the style the music the the way the story plays out I just I love Cruella I don't care nobody else has to like it like I do but Jesus Christ I loved this movie I don't know how I feel about how they're gonna continue the story forward because for those of you who have or haven't seen the movie because a lot of people were living in the theater before the end credits were over but there is an, in, an end credit scene where we see Pongo and uh, Perdita being given out to both um, Roger and Anita. So they are leading up to 101 Dalmatians so I have no idea what's going to happen next with this story but I am fascinated to see whether they actually nail it or if it's just another live-action Disney train wreck, all I know for sure is that Cruella, this movie, is fantastic. Watch this movie. If for no other reason, watch it for Emma Stone, because she is brilliant in this movie. Which now brings me to my top five. The top five movies for me from this year, starting at number... Tick, tick, boom. There was no way that I was going to let this movie leave the top five. I was okay with it being at five, but there was no way in hell this movie was going to leave the top five. Because the music, the story, the emotion, it had me wrecked. By the end of this movie, it is such a beautiful story that I didn't know going into it. I knew it was about the guy who wrote Rent, but that was all I knew. I didn't know anything else about the movie. I didn't didn't know his story. Like, I mean, I knew he died, but I didn't know what from or how or anything like that. And oh my God, when I tell you the flood of emotions by the end of this movie. Andrew Garfield gives his best performance in anything that i have ever seen him in and that includes hawk hacksaw ridge which he was fucking brilliant in and i hear he's also great in the eyes of taomi fei which i wasn't initially interested in seeing but hearing how good he is i'm like well now i want to go back and watch that the dude is on fire right now okay andrew garfield is out there killing it and slaying it and oh my god This movie is fantastic. This movie is fantastic. Um, And look, that doesn't take away from everybody else in this cast, right? You know, I mean, the whole cast in this is great. But to me, it's the Andrew Garfield show. Just like what I think about Tick, Tick, Boom. He is the main person that comes to mind. He's the person I'm like just blown away by the performance that he gives in this. And honestly... I think he should win Best Actor this year at the Oscars. Like, uh, this is his to lose. There is, I don't see a way that he doesn't win Best Actor after the proverbs that he gave in this movie. I'll, like, he at least needs to be nominated. Because if he's not even nominated, I'm going to be pissed. That's how good he is. That is how good he is. So let's move on. Number four, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Shang-Chi was a revelation for me. It's actually one of the few times where I've gotten to see a movie multiple times in the theater. I went and saw this three times in Cinemarks XD, which is, for those of you that don't know, is like their version of IMAX. It's a huge screen. Uh, I love this movie um, and I also bought The Steelbook um, it is such a good movie um, I was not ready for how good it was you know I'm I'm a sucker for a great really great story and a martial arts story um, I love that we're starting to get different cultures I think different parts of the world in the MCU and I just look I don't I don't have a complaint about this movie. It's just one of this movies that I just think is ridiculously beautiful. Like, for about a week after I saw this movie for the first time in the theater, I had the soundtrack on repeat whenever I was driving in my car, okay? Like, I just... I love the music, I love the cinematography, I love the acting. There's nothing that I hate about this movie. It is, I just, I love it. I love it. It's great. So, let's move on to the top three. And in third place on my list, Holding Strong to the End of the Year, a movie that I wasn't sure would be knocked out of first place, and it was, A Quiet Place Part Two. That's right, we are at the end of this year A Quiet Place Part 2 is still on the list. The experience that I had with this movie. Again, another movie that I got to see twice in the theater, multiple times. So good. It's so good. I don't understand how John Krasinski is this good as as a director. I thought it was going to be impossible to beat the first movie. Because the first A Quiet Place was incredible. But I guess I'm in the minority, because it seems like most people like the first one better. But I think part two is even better than the first. You know, I recently just rewatched both of the movies back to back. And it's just like, to me, I just think it's just a natural progression of the story. I just, I love what, they, what they're what they doing with both of the kids and and them growing up in this world and seeing their their story arc progress. And I don't know, I just... From a filmmaking, a story perspective, I just think it's a really incredible story. I mean, I love the doc scene where Killian Murphy's character and her are being attacked, you know, and that whole sequence. I mean, it's just. There's so many good directed parts of this movie. I would be shocked if this movie wasn't somewhere on my list by the end of the year. And it it's in the top three. So. I love it. I love this movie. Number two in second place. Dune. Part one. Denis of Look, there's a reason why this isn't in first place. Because in any other year, if this movie came out, this would be my number one movie of the year. Make no mistake if you've been listening to my podcast for a while you probably know it's going to be number one this movie is a gorgeous beautiful work of art Timothy Chalamet Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson Jason Momoa every single person in this movie was so well casted it's Perfect. This movie, and I really mean this when 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 I said this in my review, but I haven't been awed and moved by a movie like this since *Lord of the Rings: Return of the King*. Because this was on such an epic scale and it was done with such grace that if you didn't have a director like Villeneuve, who takes his time. And he knows what to focus on. And he knows what not to focus on. This movie would be a failure. I mean, no offense, but look at that first dude movie we got back in the 80s. Not great. It might be great for some laughs. Not great. This is nuts. And even without trying, when you watch this movie... And you understand that the source material for this the book dune is one of the major inspirations for george lucas in writing star wars when you watch denivel new's movie you completely understand where george got the idea for certain things in star wars and it's just so cool and so there's just different levels to this story and to this movie that i love about it because You guys know my favorite thing in the entire world is Star Wars. I have the Rebel Alliance logo as a tattoo on my body. I'm a Star Wars guy. So, you know, I think it's so cool to see this story done so right. Because it's such a huge influence on the thing that I love most. Um, And I'm just so happy that this movie exists. And it's killing me that we're having to wait so long for the Blu-ray to come out and it's killing me that we're having to wait so long for part two to be made and come out because I need the other half of the story um, because it's so good it's currently not on HBO Max anymore yet but it will come back and when it does, if you have HBO Max I highly recommend watching it Because you will not be disappointed. Which then leads me to the number one movie for me this year. And I will be 100% forthcoming. And it's for complete sentimental reasons. Yeah. I don't care. You know, I don't care. I'll be honest. And it's Spider-Man No Way Home. 100%. This is my favorite movie of this year. Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel superhero. And, you know, you guys know that I've raved about the Tom Holland era Spider-Man movies, you know, because I think that they they are the best Spider-Man movies that we've gotten. But this takes it to a whole nother level. I have never been emotionally moved like this like even you know it's been like a week since I've seen the movie and still if I try to talk about the Aunt May death scene if I try to talk about like certain emotional aspects of this movie I still get choked up because it's so well executed and so well done this movie is a perfect Spider-Man movie is it a perfect film no but to me I'm one of those people that's like the things that I could be nitpicky on are just nitpicks you know the things that I have issues with they're just nitpicks it's okay you know like you know like because the things that needed to be done right were done right Willem Dafoe steals this movie you know they might as well just call this Spider-Man welcome welcome to the welcome to planet or uh, welcome to Earth 616 Gobby, because seriously the dude just takes over this movie the second he comes into it Alfred Molina it's great Marissa Tomai is Aunt May like Zendaya every single person in this movie is so good, and uh, you know, probably sometime this week as I'm recording this, um, you know, I probably am gonna go see the movie again, and I I can't wait, you know, I can't wait until uh, I can see this movie again, cause geez, like such such an experience. So, with that out of the way. That is my top 10. And so to recap very quickly, uh, my top 10 for 2021 is at 10, Luca, 9, Encanto, 8, The Suicide Squad, 7, Free Guy, 6, Cruella, 5, Tick, Tick, Boom, 4, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, 3, A Quiet Place Part 2, 2, Dune, and 1, Spider-Man No Way Home. That is my personal top 10 list. And, look, I did not realize until something that uh, I'm going to be doing from now on is I'm going to be keeping a film diary on my computer, and every time I see a movie, I jot it down in in notepad. Um, And I was just re-looking at all the movies that I saw this year, and, geez, I've watched, just this year alone, I have watched a lot of movies. I mean, you think, you know, Mortal Kombat and The Little Things and, uh... God, there's just, just so many, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, The Jungle Cruise, so many movies. But these, these were the movies, these TED movies were the ones that really hit me where it matters and the heart. They're the movies that I think are the movies that are going to be important to me moving forward in my journey in life and um you know that that's the great thing about it is you know you don't have to have the same list as me you could completely disagree you know i know there's a lot of people that are going to be like really you put cruella that that high like cruella on your list at all luca on your list at all like more than malignant more than you know this or that and yeah you know and yeah overall there's a lot of disney movies on my list this year but that's also because we've gotten a lot of disney movies this year So, um, yeah, you know, um, this year's been interesting. I cannot wait to see what we get next year. We have a lot of great movies coming up for the for for this upcoming year. We got *Son of the Hedgehog* two, which I'm super excited for, because the kid in me seeing Knuckles in that trailer just—you just don't know unless you know. Um, You know, we got *The Batman*, which is a movie I'm super super stoked for um which that is something I do want to do is um sometime this week as well I will do the top 10 movies that I'm most anticipating for next year but um but this is my my list for 2021 for now uh so thanks for listening and I will see you guys in the next podcast peace out